Today's daf is daf Chof Tes, page 29, and we pick up on the bottom of Chof Ches Amud Beis. Yesterday we ended off by reading the Mishnah, which taught us that really on the seven days of Sukkot, a person should try to the best of their ability to make this Sukkah their primary residence. The Gemara soon will explain to us how exactly a person should go about making that happen. And then the Mishnah says, you know, a parable of the first night of Sukkot, if it starts to rain and a person is not able to fulfill their mitzvah of Sukkah, so then there's a parable of a servant that wants to pour, um, dilute a, a cup of wine for his master, and he pours a pitcher of water on the face. Whose face is the master pouring a pitcher of water on the servant's face, servant pouring it on the master's face, so, we're going to get an answer a li- uh, in just a little bit. Here we go. Tonu Rabbanu, we're up to the Gemara. Okay? About 11, 12 lines from the bottom of Chav Chasim Rebbe's. Mm-hmm. we hope to finish the parak today. Tonu Rabbanu, Rabbi Zeran, so should we call Shavis Yom all seven days? All the ways to go to Kava Beis, a person make a sukkah's main place and his house temporary. Ketzad, how do you go about getting that done? How you like Kedem Noam, Milo, and the sukkah? If you got nice stuff. Bring it out to the sukkah. Don't leave it in your house. Put it in your sukkah. Matzois, nois, mazel of the sukkah. If you got nice sheets, you put out in the sukkah. You eat and you drink. And you hang out. You know, take a tiyul. You take a tour. Take a spitzir. Right? You, you, that, that's your hangout. That's that's what this all means. The sukkah should be... And if someone comes over to visit, what do you know? Instead of sitting on the couches inside your house, you should be out in the sukkah. Where do you know that a person's sukkah should become their primary residence. The Tana Rabbanon, because the rabbis don't so sweet. Teshuvah came to Duru. Okay? You say, whatever you do in your house, that's what you're now supposed to do inside the sukkah. Mikan Omru, from here, the Chum said, Kol Shuvah Sayyomim, all seven days, Aisad and Sukkot, Sekeva, Vesay, Arai, Ketzad, Ayulai, Kehunon, Mailem, the sukkah, and you should also learn Tyra. If a person is going to be learning Tyra, you should learn Tyra inside the sukkah. Okay? Says Gemara. Okay, Mamish, what we just said, except this Mikan uh, Omru is adding in that even the, even a person's words of Tyra should take place out in the sukkah. Says Gemara Ini. Is it really true that a person should learn Tyra in the sukkah? Is that, is that, is that true of Amarava? Rabbi says, Mikra umisna b'metalasa, that a person should learn Torah and Mishnayis b'metalasa. That should be done out in the shade, meaning in one sukkah. V'tanoi bar metalasa, but the but the actual limanat Torah should be done outside of the sukkah. Okay. Now the reason for this is because when it comes to limanat Torah. Granted, we say Teshvu came to Duru, that you're supposed to hang out in the circle where you learn the house, but when it comes to Torah, which really needs focus, it's not Kedai to learn Torah in an atmosphere that's not conducive for understanding. Very important insight in life. Very important insight. A lot of times we're not successful in something, and it's because we're not establishing the proper atmosphere for it. Okay? We're not establishing an atmosphere in our homes for Torah. So, oh, what's going on? Why, why, don't, why isn't there a Torah feeling in my home? Well, what do we bring into our homes, right? If you want something to exist in a marriage, in a relationship, in anything, 
you got to create an atmosphere that's conducive for, uh, for the type of atmosphere that you need. When it comes to Taira, you know, a sukkah can be uncomfortable and also very often it was open to the public. It was o- more open. People, you know, greater chance of being disturbed randomly. Therefore, Rabbah says a person should not learn Taira in a sukkah. So we have a question. One place we find you're supposed to learn Taira in a sukkah. The other place if we find the statement of Rabbah, you shouldn't. It says more like Kasha. Ha b'migris, ha b'inoi. Okay? Meaning, b'migris, when a person's learning topics that they're familiar with, and they're going over it again, but they're, they're, they're comfortable with what's going on, it's then it's okay to, you know, then a person, not it's okay, a person should be learning out in the sukkah. You should learn out in the sukkah. Yeah, you already, you already, uh, you know, you got the main ideas. There's no real excuse. Oh, you need a perfect. No, you don't need a perfect environment. You could be gone. You could do. You could be successful, and you understand. When it comes to a new idea, however, to be ma'ayin and things like that, you need you need a real, a real, real focus. That's where Rava says that a person should not do that part of his dimaratayra in the sukkah. Ki ha the top of today's daf the Rava Rami Barchama Rava Rami Barchama ki avakami mekamaj of chista when they were be in front of chista. Mirati begemara bahade hadadi. They would um, they would chazu the gemara with each other. Bahadar ma'ini besvara, and then afterwards um, go through it beiyam. So what do you see from this ma'isa of Rama and Rabbi Barakov? That there's two mahalchim in in learning, right? There's there's I shouldn't say mahalchim. There's two zamanim. There, there's there, there's a time for iyun. And a time for general understanding. So you see from here that when it comes to, uh, s- since you find there's different manam, different times to, uh, to uh, you know, to approach Tyra with Eon during that time, you don't do it out in the sukkah. It's not appropriate to do it in the sukkah. You got to have more of a less distraction. However, when it's not a time for Eon, then it would be, a, then a person would be obligated to learn the sukkah. Okay. Amar Rav says, "Mani mishtiya b'metalulasa." A sukkah is a place of a mitzvah. Okay. Therefore, a person is not allowed to do anything there. It's like a makom kodesh. You don't do anything there or have anything there that's, um, you know, we'll call it like it's kind of like garbage. Right? You don't leave garbage around the shul. You don't leave garbage. You don't leave dirt in, in the various places. Rabbi says, "Money that cups that are used for drinking are allowed to be left inside of a sukkah. Money bar However, plates that are used for eating should be taken outside. Okay, they get very dirty, and it's 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 not bakavitik. It's not respectful to the sukkah. bar Also. Anything that's chatzah v'shasil, anything that's um, like a large pitcher of of uh, pottery, um, these like large serving dishes, those should be brought out of the sukkah. Ushraga metalasa, and a shraga could be brought in, uh, which is a torch used for reading, that could be brought into the sukkah. Some say you keep it outside the sukkah. Just depends on whether it is safe or not. 
and whether this thing will impact the sukkah or not. Let's say you have a dirty plate in a very small sukkah. Nobody's going to want to be near that sukkah, that seventh tefachim by seventh tefachim with a dirty plate, so then he got a problem. If you have a very big sukkah and there happens to be a dirty plate off in the corner, big deal, right? It's not going to impact the usage of the sukkah. Period. Okay. Yardu Gashamr. Tano, Misha Tisracha Mikvah Shogrisa. How much rain potters up, exempts a person from sukkah. So when it's going to, when the rain comes down and it's going to ruin a soup made out of greasin, made out of beans. Now, let's get into a couple of interesting halachas on this topic of mitzta'er. Um, so let's read uh, story number one. Abai have a Yosef commander of Yosef Metalos. Abai was sitting in front of his Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef, out in the shade, meaning in the sukkah. A wind came and blew the schach, uh, uh, you know, down into the sukkah. Get my stuff out of here. I can't handle, I can't handle when the, you know, these leaves from the branches of the schach start coming down. It's time to go inside. You only let it go inside once your soup gets ruined. Yeah. And apparently, in this story, Rabbi Yosef's soup wasn't getting ruined. He says, listen, I'm a, you know, I'm a picky person over here. All right, I, I can't handle any dirt. I can't handle leaves falling out of place. It bothers me. To me, it bothers me. Like, it, it bothers me, and therefore, you know, it's not mamish ruining my soup. It's ruining my soup. Okay. Tonu Rabbonim. The rabbis learn so shui. A person who's eating in a sukkah. And it starts raining. He goes inside. Once you go inside for a meal because it starts raining, you're allowed to finish your meal even if it stops raining. Okay? Ever been at people's sukkahs where, you know, they, they start the meal? You know, 10 minutes into the meal, like, oh, it's about to sukkah, stop raining. Okay, you move the whole table out in the sukkah. Which is, uh, listen, to be machmir on such a thing, gesund hate, no problem. Then it starts raining, move back into the house. Then it's not the house, move back out. At a certain point, right, it's like ad khan, you got to eat a suda in, 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 in a place, you know what I mean? Stamazai, the bare bottom halacha, even if a person uh, is allowed to be machmir on this, but the, the bare bones halacha is, once you were exempt, you start your meal in your sukkah, you're exempt because it started raining and moved inside, you're not obligated to go back out into the sukkah. Person sleeping um, in the sukkah, and it starts raining. He goes home, he goes into his house. You don't need to wake up, or, you know, once it stops raining and be like, oh, I got to go back outside. No. Until the morning, you're not obligated to go back outside. Now, what does it mean that ad sheyeyar? There's an interesting expression. Ad sheyeyar can mean when you are awake or when it becomes light inside. There's a difference. You're not necessarily awake when it becomes light outside. So what does it mean that when it starts raining, you're allowed to remain home inside the house? Ad sheyeyar. Ibailu, that's the shayla, searching for information. 
Is it going on the gaver or the chafzer? Going on the guy waking up. Once he wakes up, now I gotta go back. Or does it mean once it's light? That which means once it becomes light outside, even if your chakras for you is at ten o'clock, you're davening in, in um, ten o'clock a.m. ten a.m. minion. But if it came light at six fifteen, you're gonna be obligated to get out of bed at six fifteen, move into your suit, and go back to sleep. Which one is it? Tashma, come and listen. Ad sheyar v'yalamur ashachar. Okay, what does it mean? Ad sheyar. It means that that tarti elaima ad sheyar v'yalamur ashachar. Okay, so it's uh, it's basically either one. You're allowed to stay inside your house. It's both. You're allowed to stay inside your house either when it's not either when it's both light outside and you've now woken up. But if you've woken up and it's light. You're not allowed to go back to sleep. If both of them have been, uh, you know, if both Ad or both ways to understand, have been fulfilled. Okay. Period, two dots, end of that part of the Mishnah. Let's get into this story. Person wants to eat in the sukkah, starts raining, he goes inside. What says the Mishnah parable? Very unclear parable. What's the parable? A servant wants to give his rabbi wine, and something happens where one of them gets a pitcher of water spilled on their face. Who is pouring on top of who? Who's spilling on who? The Rabbi Shalom is pouring the water on us, Klal Yisrael. Okay? It's as if we are pouring, you know, we, we want to come and serve the Rabbi Shalom. And the Rabbi Shalom instead takes the water and throws it back on us. Okay? Um, what's the Lemais over here? What's the understanding of this? If you look at this mushal itself, the parable itself, it, it's interesting. It doesn't say that the servant... You think the servant is coming to serve the master water. And the master saying, I don't want the water. So he takes the water, pours it on the servant's face. That's not what happens, though. The servant is coming to bring wine to the master. Klaus is coming to bring wine to the Rabbi Nishalel. And the Rabbi Nishalel is now taking water and pouring it back on our face. Okay? So... What's going on over here? So the shot brought down, uh, there's, there's a number of shot. Bashantav has a shot, Bamazayan has, has a shot, but the, which is uh, the most often one quoted, which is that when you dilute something, you're kind of minimizing the concentrate. You're minimizing the impact. And we know that Sukkis is a completion of the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So we're kind of coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the mitzvah of sukkah to, to dilute it, you know, to dilute any tzaras that are, supposed to, um, that are supposed to come to us. And instead of taking this diluted mixture that we're hoping for, that we're hoping that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will accept, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes water and he lets us know that this whole concept of diluting something that we're obligated in is not going to happen. And instead, um, and instead, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes water 
and pours it back on us. Okay, which basically is not a good sign. It's a sign that he's not interested in in uh, watering down the original decree. Tonu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Whenever you have the sun blocked out from its impact. Okay? It's a bad sign for the entire world. He makes a big party for his whole kingdom. And he puts a ponos, he puts a light in front of them, koas alehem, and then uh, he first he put a light to help them, and then it, then the, the the king got angry. He says the servant he said the servant told ponos Yeah, forget the party, forget the party, let them sit in darkness. So too, and Hakadosh Baruch removes the power of the sun. It's not a good sign for the world. Now this is very interesting because. According to the explanations that this is dealing with the solar eclipse, Lechorah, Hashem put this into nature automatically. So why is it a particular sign? Okay? Unless you're going to say that that uh, even then, you know, because Baruch put into creation that every once in a while this type of Zman, you know, uh, should uh, should happen. Tanya, we learned in the bride, Sarah, Meir, Eimer, calls Manchamer, is like in... Anytime you have the Myris, anything that gives light to the world, that is hit, minimized. Simon so it's a bad sign for the enemies of Klal Yisrael. Okay? Which is referring to Klal Yisrael as sinners, unfortunately. Because Klal Yisrael is used to this. Yeah? Being a Yid is special. Being a Yid is a response, it's a responsibility. When you're, spe- when you're special, there's responsibility. This is why, of all the nations, we have the greatest opportunities, and we also get hit the most. We're used to it. Right? Because it comes with a Christ. The, the domain comes with responsibility. Marshall the Cypher, Shabbat, is space safer, and be other. You have a, a, a teacher that comes to school with a ritzua, yeah, with a leather strap. <laughs> the kid is used to getting whacked when he sees the strap, knows that he's got a greater chance of receiving it. When the sun is hit, that's a bad sign for the guy. Like the moon is what symbolizes Klaishon. Because Klaishon uses the moon for our months. When the sun also is hit in the east, meaning the first hours of the day. It's a bad sign for those who dwell in the east. The Emtza Harakia, and if it's smack dab in the middle, Simen Ra Lechol Eilam Kula. 
It's a bad sign for the entire world. When you have a red sun, it is a sign that there is destruction through sword that is going to come to the world. If it is colored like a sack, we'll call it like brownish, darker, is going to be arrows of rav, of hunger, that um, are going to come to the world. Okay? It's going to be tough times food-wise. Lazu, lazu. If it looks red and brown, dark, it's both. If the if this color comes as the sun is setting, it means that it's going to take a while for it to come. But if it this happens as the sun is rising, that means that this war slash hunger is going to happen immediately. Some say it's the opposite. When it happens in the morning, it's not going to happen immediately. When it happens at night, it will happen immediately. Because in the, in the morning, if it, if you see it, it still has the whole day to go. That's the other way to view it. Maybe it's going to take a while because, oh, you see it now, but, oh, you, you know, it still has got a whole day till this sun, which was stricken, sets. As opposed to when you see it at sunset, boom, it's gone. So then according to, that, to the second opinion, you know, when it's at the end of the day, that's how you know, that, that's how you know it's going to come right away. Any time you have a Gaiusha nation that gets hit, it's it's uh, It's protectors in heaven. It's Malachim get hit with it, Rashi explains. By Makis Bakhiras, Gadish Baruch Hu took out all of the angels that were there. To protect Mitzrayim, it was man she Yisrael Eisim Mitzrayim no shomakam. When Klai Yisrael is doing the rutz and Hashem ain misyareim ichal elu. Guess what? Even if there's bad signs in the world, got nothing to worry about. Shenemar kayamar Hashem el derech agayim. So says Hashem to the ways of the goyim altilamdu. Don't learn from them. Umei Eisus Hashemayim and from the symbols of the heaven. Al Techasu, don't be afraid. Because the Gayim are the ones who always need to be afraid by these signs. When it comes to a yid, you do the right thing, just even with the, even when there's bad simanim, you could relax. Yeah? Kaisal shouldn't get too caught up in the signs of the heavens because ultimately we're the Mailam and Ateva. We're above the signs of nature. And as long as we do the right thing, nothing's going to happen. Turn Rabbanon, on the rabbis are not saying rabbis, but Shulah Bodvarim Chamalaika. There's four things that caused the sun to look hit. Al Abbezin Shemesh in Nisbakalach. In the Abbezin that dies, and they didn't give a hespit on him, Kahalach. Okay? Didn't show proper covet. Valnara Marasa Shitsaka Bir Vein Mashiach. Nara Murasa, right? You have a girl who Nebuch was raped, and people sweep it under the rug. They don't tackle it head on. Val Mishkav Zacher, and Mishkav Zacher, 
And two brothers who were, um, we'll call them, they were killed at once. That's Pashup Shat. And there's four things that the Ma'iris, anything that all these things that give off lights in the heaven are hit from. Okay, now Rashi says this is not the sun, this is referring to the stars. And the, and the moon, for people not being honest with their documents. And when people testify falsely. And those who raise small domesticated animals in Eretz Yisrael, which the Chachamim do not allow because very easy to come to thievery. Uh, these animals are just going to go and eat from other people's fields. Okay? And people who cut down fruit trees. You know, we know that in, in, uh, in Halacha, you're not allowed to cut down a fruit tree. Okay? And this is actually an Isser Deiraisa. When people aren't careful about this Isser, this comes up. This is not uncommon. You have these mulberry bushes that grow and they, they, they kill other bushes that people had put in place. This is a pretty common Shiloh that people should be asking if they own um, if they own lawns and lands and things like that. Which which bushes, weed bushes and berry bushes are permitted to cut down? You're not allowed to cut down uh, fruit trees. And there's four things that cause a person's property to be taken away by the government. On a person who um paid off a loan, but those documents remain in circulation, okay? Meaning, once something is, a loan is paid off, you got to get rid of everything and you're starting from scratch. Sometimes people would hold, the lenders would hold on to it and, you know, later on, either forget or purposely forget, mistakenly forget, I don't know if it was paid, blah, 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 it turns out. You're not once something is done, you get rid of you, know, you get rid of the paperwork. Yeah, and this way you can't come to anybody else uh, using it for uh, for other purposes. and also for people who gidden, who lend on ribis, which we know is iser dairaisa. Okay, top of and people who had the opportunity to protest against Averis, and they don't. They let it go. They say, it ain't none of my business. Okay? Now, this is interesting. This is a very interesting Rashi here. Okay? I just want to read the top Rashi, because apparently, I guess, I don't know if it's a message that some things don't change, or it's, there's a Matthias, there's reality, but Rashi says, top Rashi, who is able to, to protest against Averis? People who are at work. We're not talking about Rabbanim. People who are part, you know, uh, they're part of establishing the culture in the workforce, in the community. And they could protest against every Averis. Because, you know what? If you got money... People will listen. People are nervous about them. If you open your mouth, people will listen. And they don't. And they don't. That's a problem. 
The problem is when the lay leaders don't protest against the Averis that are happening. And for those who have big mouths and tight wallets. Yeah, they make it look and sound like they're going to give a tremendous amount of tzedakah, but they ultimately don't follow through. Amarav, Rav says, There's four things that cause a person's property to be lost. When you don't pay your workers on time. And for those who are which means you don't pay your workers properly. Okay? I know as a teenager, and I'm sure people still do this, but as a young worker, sometimes you work in a camp or whatever it is, you make up, they're going to pay you $300 for the month. You know, And at the end of the month, they give you 250 It's like, what happened? Yeah, well, uh, we noticed that there was something missing, uh, so it might have it been you, or we noticed you weren't working as hard as we expected, so here's 250 now go get out of here. You know, you should be happy with the two. What are you doing? <laughs> Leave somebody with a bad taste in their mouth. When there's an agreement for a payment, and we you decide on your own without uh, going and asking a real Shiloh about whether you're allowed to withhold payment for various reasons because of self-righteous employee. You know, I'm a self-righteous employer. I decided that you as an employee, Denava, who are you to decide? You have Nagias, you have bias. Who are you to decide? You, you, you have a problem following through an agreement of how much you agreed to pay somebody? Go ask a Shaila. Go ask a Shaila with that person. You're not even allowed to ask a one-sided Shaila. That's against Allah as well. People withhold payment of amounts that they agreed upon on their own, arbitrarily on their own, like, uh, like I know better. It's a tremendous haver. Also, parking oil may also and people, uh, people shirk responsibility from themselves and they, they put the blame onto others. People who are arrogant. And arrogance, by the way, is the worst of the worst. When a person is arrogant, forget about it. The, you know, the, that's that's the, the hardest place to return from. When it comes to humility, it says, When it comes to humility, Humble people will ultimately inherit the land and enjoy the Raiv Shalom, enjoy the tremendous amount of peace. Hadron Allah Ha Yashem. Hadron Allah Ha Yashem. Hadron Allah Ha Yashem. Mazel Tov to everybody who finished the second parak of Mesech Sukkah. And we will just pick up with the first couple lines of the third parak and restart tomorrow, Mirz Hashem. But the third parak is Lulav Agozva Yavesh, Pasvin, Lulav. That is stolen or dried out. It is possible. We're going to get on to the halachas of the Dalad Minim in this parak. The, the halachas of the Dalad Minim in this parak. And um, uh, the first halacha is that if it's uh, a Lulav is dried out or a Lulav is stolen, the it is. It's going to be uh, it's going to be puzzle. We're gonna to have to explain the Gemara how dried out is dried out, right? How dry is dry to um, to uh, puzzle it up. That's gonna be uh, a big topic, and um, we'll uh, pick up from here this parak Bez Hashem tomorrow morning on erev Shabbos. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.